quack, 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 quack. It's episode quack, number 56 quack, of the Retro Rewind quack, Podcast. Quack, 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 quack. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. The Mighty Ducks. 1992. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast. Where I interrupt. <laughs> Where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 56. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, I want to say a special thank you to our Duckworth patron sponsors. Uh, uh-huh. Or is it Ducksworth? Ducksworth patron sponsors uh, who got us to the Pee Wee Podcasting Tournament also known as this episode, uh, patrons Brian Keating, Jake Arsenu, and Andrew Legreve. Thank you guys so much for your support. And isn't Ducksworth the butler on DuckTales? I think so. That makes sense. Anyway, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer with a deference for Darkwing-derived ducks. And I predicted that (laughs) as opposed to mighty-derived ducks. Okay, um, because they derive from Darkwing? No, just in general, I like ducks that are. Der- I like Darkwing Duck. That's all. I was oh, to say. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And I predicted that the Maya Ducks would be a classic movie. And I'm joined, as always, by the master interrupter, my good friend and co-host, Paul Powers. Hi, Paul. Hi, Francisco. I also predicted that the Mighty Ducks would be a classic. Oh, very cool. Um, my trivial question for you is: the ducks and the hawks in the Mighty Ducks are the only teams in the movie that have jerseys with their names, I, the players' names, printed on the back. The rest mm. of the leagues only have the numbers. Mm. Paul, do you own any clothes that have your name as part of the actual uh, outside of the clothes? Not like you, you have it written on your tag or something. Oh, this okay. Yeah. I've never seen purple underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin. Um uh, not currently, no. And I'm trying to think if I ever, uh, maybe when I played baseball in, uh, when I was younger, but I don't think, um, maybe I didn't. No. Okay. That's all right. I was just curious. But not now, at least. All right. And we are joined for the first time by my good friend, Jeremy Norman. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. I'm glad to be here. Glad hey, you're Jeremy. here as well. <laughs> Will you please uh, tell us what you do for a living and then what you predicted the Mighty, Buc- Mighty Bucks, the Mighty Ducks would be? Okay. I was going to say, I didn't watch the Mighty Bucks. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's about the, who are the, the dollar bill. No, well, I was thinking, isn't there a basketball team, the Bucks? In Minnesota, isn't that the basketball team? I don't know, but they keep stopping. I'm showing my lack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Will play, sir. Anyway, Jeremy, sorry to interrupt. Not a problem. I um, I build hot rods and custom cars Whoa. Wow. for the majority of my week, and then I finish it off with a good side of student ministry. Very cool. Awesome. Wow. That's an intensive week. 
for an intensive guy. Now, thank you so much for being here, Jeremy. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, what did you predict? A classic. A classic. All right, let's it had to be a classic. Pre- let's see if this panned out. These these classic predictions. Uh, oh, but Jeremy, I wanted to ask you a trivial question. Okay. Ooh, you get lucky. Yeah. When, when the Anaheim Mighty Ducks were added as an expansion team to the National Hockey League, they were named after this movie because the team was owned by Disney. Jeremy, did you name any of your daughters after movies or movie characters? Actually, yes, I have. Really? Okay. You don't um, have to, can you tell us? You don't have to give the name, but can you tell us what movie? Yes. Uh, the movie was The Game Plan. The Game Plan. Okay, very cool. Is that a sports movie? It's got The Rock in it. He plays a, a football player. And oh, no, and that's he, Gridiron Gang. No, and there's this little girl that's his daughter that he doesn't know oh. he has that like shows up on his doorstep. I've, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that any good? I, I yeah, I really like. I think it's a great movie. I mean, I named one of my kids after after the daughter. So, <laughs> oh. I, the Rock for a girl. That's that's a pretty bold move. But okay, hey, it's not okay. Just high I roll. for Peter. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus called Simon Peter. The Peter's, the Peter's not a girl, though, Paul. Well, neither is The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I was going with your flow, but apparently it stopped like a rock. <laughs> or a buck, depending on Alice, how you look at it. Will you please, you know, whenever you find our target, would you not engage yet? Because Paul needs to enter the course for the show. So, of course, you don't know <laughs> the target is. All right, Alice, let's have a a roundtable discussion on um, the Mighty Ducks. And then after that, let's go and do what we've been up to lately in our new tube segment. And then if uh, we feel like it, uh, let's have uh, some feedbacks and announcements and we'll go from there or stop. Alert, alert, target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Walt Disney Pictures. He's never coached. Hey, Hawkins, I don't like kids. Who's supposed to be a pep talk? They've never won. You really suck. Thank you for sharing that. But with some hard work. A little luck. You're gonna need it. And that special bond between a coach and his players. I'm gonna die. They'll become a team. Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Ducks, rated PG parental guidance suggested. National sneak preview this weekend. Woohoo! National sneak preview this weekend. Uh, But let's see if we could sneak a memory mind melt synopsis into this podcast. Emilio Estevez, a.k.a. Billy the Kid, is a lawyer, but mainly a jerk, who only cares about winning and gets sentenced community service for unpaid speeding tickets. Gordon has to coach the floundering District 5, who has a boy that likes to skate named Pacey, who lives on Dawson's Creek in another fringe reality. (laughs) Emilio, Emilio, the coach, hates them at first, but then he has this, his moment with old man Han and then goes and skates for a brief moment and then is suddenly a new person. Like his team, liked by his team, then loves him and one of their single moms. How does that work? There's also a learning to ice skate by rollerblading scene thrown in there. District 5 gets a sponsor. 
becomes the Ducks and plays against the Hawks, who is coached by Polly Shore's father-in-law, Perry White. From out of nowhere, the Mighty Ducks win the, with the Flying V. We are the champions of the world. Bum, bum, bum. And we'll keep on fighting to the... That don't rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not all of that was entirely accurate. Uh, Close. Well, some some of it was close. And I forgot that dude played in uh, Son-in-Law. I haven't seen that movie in years. Makes me want to watch it again. We should put it on the list. I don't think it's actually up on the the list. Yeah, I don't think so. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote. Uh, but that's only what we remembered about the Mighty Ducks. Paul, will you give us what technically, how this movie was technically made? All right. Disney's The Mighty Ducks, the movie, the first face-off, is a direct-to-video movie of animated that came out in 1997, ran 66 minutes. It starred people such as Tim Curry and Brad Garrett and uh, Frank Welker and April Winchell and... Um, yeah, and heavy breathing by Francisco. <laughs> what you didn't like this movie? I don't think I saw was, that one, Paul. It was straight to video. Not many people did, <laughs> so I doubt this was highly uh, voted on did, our did poll. Did you see the right video? No, it makes me want to though. <laughs> <laughs> I did see the TV uh, episode, some of the episodes on TV when it first came out, but not a lot of the episodes. Um, Oh, Great. of the the movie that inspired those episodes was The Mighty Ducks oh, that let's came go out in 1992 that was rated PG, ran 100 minutes, and uh, was directed by Stephen Herrick and starred Emilio Estevez, uh, Lane Smith, and Joshua Jackson and uh, some other people you may or may not recognize. Um, probably not. Probably not. Let's see. The tech, technically, this uh, movie was uh, uh, budgeted for about ten million dollars and made a, almost uh, fifty-one million dollars just in the USA alone. Oh, very nice! Yeah. Good job, Mighty Ducks. It went on to gross twenty-two in rentals. Not $22, $22 million <laughs> in the USA rental. No one liked to rent it. They only want to see it on the big screen. No, so it got twice the budget just in rentals. <laughs> so that's pretty good. That's that awesome. is pretty cool. Very, very great. Um, Jeremy, let's talk about the things that we thought were awesome about this movie. Uh, give us one thing you liked about the Mighty Ducks. I, I just love how the team comes together and unifies after having just been like, like you could tell they were all friends, but yet kind of all hate each other at the same time. Oh yeah. And then yeah. they all of a sudden like all pull together and uh-huh. become a team. That's true. Did you, did, is that something you like, Paul? Of course. How can you not like that? Where everyone starts off hating each other and be like, you cake eater. And then <laughs> at the end, they're like, you cake eater with a smile. I mean, who doesn't like that? I, so, Besides me. I, I was under the impression, this is sort of a tangent, that Kiki oh, was no. sort of a racial like slur. Oh. But uh, I, when I was doing my IMDb trivia uh, stuff, it turns out that that's slang for saying someone that lived in the rich part of town in yeah. Minnesota. And yeah, I had no idea. Cake. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Just an uh, interesting tidbit if you didn't, if you were like me and thought that the, Disney was just throwing racial slurs at white people. 
Well, they kind of were. Well, rich people. Well, I know rich people I were thought, a race. I thought <laughs> it was uh, like almost saying like oh, someone was a cracker, a white or something. boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, cracker cake. Yeah, yeah. That's similar. where I got confused. Anyway, yeah. Paul, what was something that. you liked? I liked the way Emilio Estevez, the actor, talked to the kids, at least in the last half of the movie. Okay. I thought there was like a, a genuine softness that I think kids can relate to. I was like, oh, wow, there's someone who looks, who looks, it actually looks like he's caring about kids, you know, mm-hmm. at the end. And you don't often see that. Um, and I thought that that came across well. Almost like he 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 might just be a coach in real life, and they're just filming him. That sort of yeah, effect. Yeah. Okay. What did you think about uh, Emilio Estevez as a coach in that latter half of the movie, Jeremy? Yeah, no, it's really it is really convincing that he just seems like he's generally motivated to inspire the kids to be better people and mm-hmm. a better team. Mm-hmm. Cool. What did you think, Francisco? Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh, right. Me All too. Right. <laughs> A little bit, I'll say. I did think he was very encur- a very encouraging coach. But just in, in terms of Gordon Bombay, the character, I really liked... I liked and didn't like. I liked it from like a cinematic point of view, but in terms of like this relationship, I, I, I sort of cringed at. But him and Coach Riley, his former Hawks coach, their yeah. dynamic of this like kid and an adult... A kid, even as an adult, still feeling like under the weight and shame of this father figure. They mm-hmm. that was I thought played really well, and yeah. not in a lot of dialogue, just like little little jabs that Coach Riley would do, and just the way uh, Gordon or Emilio Estevez deflated. I thought that was played really well. I didn't like yeah. to watch it, but I, in terms of, I thought acting, they did a good job too. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um. Let's go back to you, Jeremy. What was something else you liked about this movie? I love the scene where he's totally caught up by this driver that's talking to him, and he's just like, shut up. I don't want to listen to you. And then <laughs> they finally get to the ice, and he's like, go pull on the ice. And the driver's like, my car's going to sink into oh, the ice. Oh, 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 yeah. And the kids are just loving this giant car, even though he's rich, and they're like, I don't know if I want to really want to like you, but mm-hmm. they're just loving the car being on the ice and climbing all over this car. And then... And then um, Charlie's mom shows up and just absolutely freaks out on him for having the car on the ice. And his only response is, I just, I just know. know yeah. I just know. Well, that's not good enough for a mom. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. That's like... Just, just, As someone who works in youth ministry, do you see that scene paralleling other real-life oh, scenarios? All the time. All the yeah. time. <laughs> what danger are we putting the kids in? Like that. It's just like trying to meet their expectations oh, on anything because yeah. oh. you never really know what they are. They're yeah, always yeah. like see your expectations and you can never actually meet their expectations because okay. you don't know what they are. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. We're getting a little into the, the weeds of not hockey really. So let's go back to the Maya Ducks. Uh, Paul, what was something else you liked? The chemistry between uh, Gordon Bombay, the coach there, and the single mom and the and her Charlie. son, that triangle is a very delicate, 
and can be really tricky on how to pull that off. And I mm-hmm. think this movie did a great job of the chemistry between those three characters. Hmm. I thought that it, it was handled very well. And usually, um, the, and it's so easy to mess that kind of um, chemistry or relationship up. It's yeah. really easy to mess that up on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're being too forceful this way or too light this way. But mm-hmm. I thought it was a good balance overall. Mm-hmm. What What did you think about that, Jeremy? Do you think that a rel- that triad was believable or not so much? It, it it is surprisingly believable, even with a scene like where they, you know, she's talking about having her window in the building, and she mm-hmm. just gave Charlie one, and he totally is like, "Which one's my window?" Like, really? Like you've like been on like two dates with her, and all of a sudden yeah. you want a window? Like it, it's ridiculous. But at the same point in time, like they they've kind of made it lighthearted and serious, and it is surprisingly believable for the short because it's not the it's not it's not a giant chunk of the movie. It's just little snippets mm-hmm. here and there that they've made a really believable scene. So at the end. When she kisses him goodbye and all this is like, ooh, you're not like, where did that come from? You're like, yeah. oh, there is something developing here. Though yeah. Charlie's expression there does seem like he had no idea. It was very odd. No, I don't think he had no idea, but he's just like, oh, it's like, it's it's happening more. She's <laughs> oh, kind of excited. Yeah. Like, okay. not, not surprised, but like, oh, because oh. he's kind of wanted it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, from the, it seems like from the moment he met... Gordon, he wanted his mom to hook up with him. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you guys caught this, and maybe I'm misremembering. Blah. But um, it seemed like when Charlie and Gordon are talking, he says something to the effect of when about his mom going out with uh, guys, oh, it, I'm fine. It doesn't bother me. I just hate to see her get hurt. And then his mom says the same thing to Gordon. Oh, I'm fine. I, it's okay, but I don't want to see my son get hurt. It was just it's, it's interesting that they're both caring about one another in the same fashion, all gift yeah. of the Magi-esque. Yeah. Um, and they're both right. Yeah. And also both wrong. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting dynamic, though it did throw me for a loop, Jeremy, like you said, with him saying, where's my window? When <laughs> it's like they, they don't really know each other that well, and that seems really forward. Well, and like, what, Charlie's like 10? I guess. Like, you know, how, maybe 8, I, nonetheless. I'd, no, I'd say they're, well, he looks like 12, but. I'd, yeah, it's hard to say exactly what age they're supposed to be in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. in that time casting period mm-hmm. where they. Yeah, but nonetheless, like she's just given Charlie a window. How how many years has she had Charlie and just gave him a window? Like yeah, she didn't even exactly. give her infant a window. No, <laughs> it's her it's her preteen. She's given a window too, and now this guy who's been around a couple months. Yeah, is, exactly. What? It's that. Yeah. <sighs> so good on them. Yes, good on them. It was a. I I agree though overall that they they handled that well, and it didn't seem like this relationship would never ha- fly in real life, or it's forced. Or, or yeah, like, oh, okay. So they have to get together, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Just because that's a romantic relationship, so they have to. Yeah. They're shoehorning that in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else I really enjoyed is I thought all the kids were given this sort of unique roles and played a, a special part in the movie. It wasn't like, actually, no. There was one one kid that I felt like. Just didn't do a lot, but there were several. They were all the kids in the background as he was getting on the bus that he didn't shake hands to. (laughs) (laughs) The second string of the team. Yes. (laughs) Well, but like, I 
okay, there, I guess there's that. It seemed, though, that the majority of the kids were all did their part to help, like, move the movie forward and were, played unique parts in the movie. It's not like it was just, like, a bunch of the same kid. Like, there were just a bunch of kids because they needed a team, and they yeah. only had two people that you really cared about. You, I cared about all of them. So what's all their names if you cared so much? There was uh Spanky Car- no. <laughs> uh, Carp Carp or Car- not Carp. Oh uh, never mind, I was joking. <laughs> oh, okay. Boring the audience. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Aberman. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg, yes. Goldberg, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Which I'll go ahead and say. I thought his shtick of the whole swing thing as a kid. I thought that was just stupid, but as an adult, I really enjoyed it. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting that it switched like that for me. But <clears throat> um, did you guys were there any characters that stuck out to you of the of the kid cast? They all stuck out in their own way. Okay. So you agree with me then, Paul? Yeah, no, they they all yeah. totally had their own little part that made them special mm-hmm. part of the yeah. game. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's go back to Jeremy. Do you have uh, do you have more things that you like before your most like thing, or are you pretty much done with your list? Oh, I I thought this was awesome when they go see the you know the 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 professional team and and, and they get the ice rink right before the game. I love how like Tom yeah. Cruise is in the background is like this like nobody actor. He's not even like the Tom main. Cruise is there. Yeah, he's one of like he's one of the two people that are in the team that are like saying hi to him because you know the one guy like remembers. Emilio, like they played Pee Wee together. I don't. That's not Tom. Cruise. Is that not Tom Cruise? No, Who no. is that? They're actual hockey players. Oh, yeah. well, then he looks a lot like Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I think it's. I, I like it, the fact that you think he's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, you play hockey? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know if he was a real hockey player. I assumed they were just random people. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not big on the like '90s hockey players. Yeah, so me I, neither. <laughs> I, I only know that they are real. Because of IMDb, so no, oh, okay. Otherwise, I would be like, yeah, they're just actors. And Tom yeah. Cruise was a somebody by the time this movie came out. He well, was, I know. So I thought it was weird that he was this random <laughs> backdrop guy that didn't even have like a line. Other than, hey, it's a cameo of a cameo. <laughs> yeah, serious. <laughs> um. All right, uh, Paul. Let's go back to you. That would have been the best part of the movie. <laughs> if that was in Tom one Cruise. way, in one way. Uh, yeah, I liked how this movie had a feel-good ending at oh, the end okay. of it, yeah, it with does. the music playing, and it's just like, yeah, this is fun. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like. There's a saying in Hollywood: the movie is the last ten minutes, um, and because basically, how you leave the theater is is how you remember it. Mm-hmm. And if you have a really good, solid, strong ending, and it makes you feel good, then you're gonna you generally like the movie. Oh, interesting. So I thought yeah. this. At least that's how Hollywood, you know, plays it. But and, I, go ahead. Well, and speaking of the ending, I thought they the way they paced the film, or overall, I the thought pacing. the pacing was fine. But um, that wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's so great. But at yeah. the end, when they're they make the ducks go down like three, or the ducks are down by three to the hawks, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's like they it just keeps stacking up, and it's like, well. If you're watching this movie for the first time, there's no way they're going to be able to come from, back from that with the Hawks being so good. It really makes it so much, so much more of an underdog, Cinderella, whatever story. Rags to Riches. Rags to <laughs> story, which I thought was really, it, it, it just adds to the, the climax of the movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with that, that that last 10 minutes really 
helps make the movie. And it felt very Karate Kid, though not as abrupt as Karate Kid. Yeah, Johnny! (laughs) You're all right. You're right in my book, kid. (laughs) That'd be funny. Coach Riley says, You're all right, Bumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, But like... Unlike uh, the Karate Kid, it did have like a little bit of an epilogue. Yeah, that's which why I, said I enjoyed. It wasn't as abrupt. Yeah, yeah, and it had like a, we'll be back for uh, D two season. Yeah, and which made it even more awesome when D two came out. It was like, oh yeah, they yeah. said they'd be back, and they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many more things do you have, Paul? On your like? Oh, six? I just have my uh, my classic maker. Okay. Do you have? Are you pretty much done with your likes list as well, Jeremy? Yeah. Okay. All right, let, guys, let's go to our most loved things, our classic makers for the Mighty Ducks. Let's start with Jeremy. So I think my most favorite part of this of this movie is, you know, this whole movie you're seeing Gordon as this character who's just kind of, he has these figures in his life that are just kind of overshadowing him that mm-hmm. he just can't shake. He can't get past yeah. his old coach. He can't get past his boss. And all of a sudden, he's this moment where he's been forced to do something by this person who he looks up to, his boss, to go to this community service. Mm-hmm. And through this process of trying to help these kids discover themselves, it's like he discovers himself. And it's like, mm. wait a minute. Like, I've, I've grown up and I can do this. Like, I don't need you guys. That's Not that I don't want you story. in my life, but I don't need you. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. all of a sudden gains his own traction, his own independence, and I can go do my. I can I can have my dreams. I'm no. I don't have to live live up to your dreams anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of my childhood favorite classic movies. You oh. know. It's kind of inspiring. Paul, were you inspired in a similar way, or what was your most loved thing? Um, my most love thing was the, basically all the hockey antics. Like you said, they're down. How are they going to get out oh, and, yeah, and yeah. come up? And so they do these little tricks, kind of like Harlem Globetrotter <laughs> tricks. Like, like, what can we do to trick them do, do, into do, 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 like distracting do, do, them do, 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 do. and then score? You know, <laughs> so that's fun yeah. to watch. Yes. Yes. Like the, the figure skaters spinning around really How quick. Do do your oh, it finally paid off those figure skaters. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole reason. Yeah. And then and, the flying V and yeah. Yeah. The knuckle puck or whatever that was with that came before, but you know, the big guy with the one out of five. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Uh, for me, my most loved thing is similar to Jeremy's. I, I thought Emilio Estevez just played this guy. Uh, so uh, this was actually going to be in my dislike section because I felt like he didn't do a very good job of playing this like jerk guy. I mean, he was jerky to the kids and to the other lawyer in the beginning, but he just it felt like he was forcing it. And then it dawned. I totally agree. That's oh. why it's on my dislike section. Okay, now so but hear me out. Maybe, okay, I don't I'm know listening. If this will swing you, but. It sort of dawned on me, I wonder if he was actually playing this guy that had this thing that he loved as a kid, but it hurt him so deeply that he's just trying, he hates it now. He he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And now it's sort of back up in his face. So he's trying to like fend it off. And when deep down he knows he really loves this thing and he really wishes he could take it back, but he, he can't because it just hurts so much until he has that revelation after Hans and all that. Um and so I just, I don't know if that's really how Amelia was playing it, but 
I'd like to think that he was, and it wasn't just like I'm going to phone in the jerky part because I want to get to the heartwarming part. I I'd like to think that he was actually trying to play this like inner conflict. Um, so that's why the jerky part came off as weak. Yeah, it came off as not authentic or not not yes. true. Yeah. Which is a great segue into mine. It didn't. It didn't sway me, but I totally agree that it. It. He. He seemed like he phoned in the jerky part. Well, you know what? I'm going to allow you to have that as your classic maker. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> and we'll get to your dislikes and tragic makers in a bit. But let's right go after this message. Right after this message from Twitter and Facebook, uh, we like to go out. Uh, if you've listened to this. <laughs> If you've been wow. listening to the show uh, for any length of time, you know we post on our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, what do you? What memories do you have of the movies we cover? And this time, this is what some of you had to say. Uh, as for Twitter, my wife Christy Ruiz, who you've heard on the show before, she said uh, in regards to what her memories were. Yeah, smiley face. My college in Minnesota is in is in it is in the movie smiley face. And I've also been to the diner where his mom, where Charlie's mom, I think he means, she means, yeah. works. So that's really cool. Nice. Yeah, this was f- filmed all over Minnesota, so that's cool. That is really cool. Um, then from Facebook, Karen Norman, who is Jeremy's wife, and who you can also, <laughs> oh my gosh, it just dawned on me. You both came on for ice skating Winter Olympic uh-huh. uh, movies. movies. Because if you go back to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 31, you can listen to Karen on our The Cutting Edge episode. All right. All right. What is that? Topic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she's, she commented on the Maya Ducks. That's kind of weird because, sorry to interrupt, that movie was about going from hockey to ice skating, and in this movie they have some figure skater going, going into hockey. hockey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway, what did she say about this movie? She said, quack, 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 in sync with the rhythm and the rhythmic clapping, of course. Yeah, we forgot the clapping on the intro. Yes. Oh, we did. Jeez, guys. No. Anyway. Anyway. Then uh, Shannon Baston said, Love all three of the Mighty Duck movies. I was quite disappointed when I went to see the Anaheim Ducks, who were named after the movie, and not do the flying V at the game. Oh, rude. <laughs> she should be like, mandatory. It doesn't matter if it's tactics or not. Yeah, and where's Goldberg, the goalie? <laughs> Um, and then why yeah. isn't Emilio Estevez like a, a like a, a honorary coach there or something? Come on, <laughs> they have his portrait right there. <laughs> oh no! Um, and then and finally uh, closing out our feedback, Erica Hodges said, "I own the box set of all three. Oh, so do I. Oh, nice. cool! I actually purchased. I didn't own this, and I couldn't stream anywhere, so I purchased the one and two pack." Oh, they didn't have the three? They did. It was just like triple the price. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, if I were to predict number three, I'd predict tragic. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I don't, I have, I think I've seen number three once, but we're not talking about number three, but we are about to talk. First, thank you everyone who submitted feedback. It's always awesome to have your voices on the show, but let's talk about not D3, but the things we didn't like about. Number D1, the Mighty Ducks. Let's begin with Paul, since you, you're sort of leading us in. 
Yeah. Emilio Estevez is acting. Um, and that's mainly in the first half of this movie. When I first started this movie, I was like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen Emilio Estevez in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would like to see him in more. I liked him growing up in the movies that I did see him in. Totally, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish, uh, why isn't he in more? I wish I could see more. Then I started this movie and about, you know, getting more into it. And I'm like, this is why oh, I haven't why. seen him recently. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I liked this so much as a kid when he's acting like this, but he did get better. Um, yeah. But it did seem like he, like you said, phoned it in or some of those other previous, he seemed kind of, uh, I don't know. Not really bad, like not truly bad or not truly a jerk yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, I, but because if not, he was, not, I don't think you could have him. It would be, come back from there. Well, it'd be even more jarring. Which we can, I'm going to take this from you, Paul. I'm going to interrupt you. I felt like, I mean, you, you we talk about characters having arcs sometimes, right? Yes. Um, and you go from like, so Bombay, Zark would be a jerk to, you know, becoming this coach that the kids love. I felt like it was, if you're, you know, in the uh, Western culture, we, le- we read left to right. So the curve, if the curve goes left to right, I felt like it was more of a, left or right angle at the top there wasn't much of a curve is like yeah i'm a jerk oh now i'm good yeah it, it wasn't much of a a change i mean i i like that they had the but if you're gonna be a jerk you might as well be a believable jerk okay all right but i've i still hold to i think is him trying to express inner conflict <laughs> yeah which i hope you're right but it didn't come across that way to me and that's completely fair uh, Jeremy, what didn't come across so didn't come across so well to you about the Mighty Ducks? I'm trying hard not to say my my your tragic maker. my tragic maker because you guys are kind of it's talking about my tragic so maker. tragic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be that one of the dislikes is that skating scene where he's like learning how to how to become an ice skater by roller skating. And all oh. of a sudden he's this like professional ice skater when he's never had strapped on skates before. He's only rollerbladed. You're talking through, about through Ful- them all. Fulton, right? Yeah, Fulton. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, really? Like, there's never, there's not one scene of him struggling on ice skates. Not, yeah. Like, there's not even like the first time he gets on the ice skates on the ice. No, he's a horrible rollerblader in the mall. Well, and no. then he's awesome. I'm sorry. Let me stop you. He's not a horrible role play in the mall. Yeah, he's he did a lot better than me. Amazing if he can go downstairs and not fall. <laughs> I would be like, have a broken neck, first step. Because that's, that's true. Ridiculous. Like he's still a better roller than I am, and I, I've had rollerblades for ten years now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was unbelievable. That if, like you said, this is his first time on rollerblades, let alone ice skates, and he just goes down those stairs and he's able to stay up. I, 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 mean, I say shenanigans on that. Though he doesn't have to skate much in the movie, all he does is go out, skate out there, and do and That's and do his point. like yeah. his one in five shot, which he does make two times in a row. His only two shots are both made, so his one in five That's shot is point. is totally lost after his he gets on the his, ice. Yeah, <laughs> which which is great movie magic, you know? <laughs> isn't it though? It? Well, yeah. So now he has I, to take twenty more shots so he can miss them to make the next one. I know I, he must have all his bad shots off game. Yeah, if you're if we're talking about the. Fulton's shots and movie magic. I I disagree because oh here it comes the <laughs> so, knuckle puck. The what? 
Isn't that what they call it in the second movie? The knuckle yes. puck? Yes. Sure. That's, I, yeah, the, the skater, the, the, the like, backyard. Yeah. Like, yeah, he has it, like, stands it up on side. And oh, like, yeah. that's oh, right. Knuckle, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Fulton just okay. got the power shot. So Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, okay. This puck is going so fast that it breaks glass. It mm-hmm. cuts through a hockey uh, goal. It's kind of smoking yes. like it burned a hole in the net. Yeah, but and it the pushes way... a hockey player back into the goal. Yes, yeah. yes. But the way I know what they're trying to do with filming the camera right behind it with it spinning, it's supposed to look so cool. But it's obviously super slow. If it, you have time to see it travel at that speed, I just oh, it's just kind of like an arrow strapped. Um, <laughs> To a camera and then have it go through the forest and split another arrow. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 25 for Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. <laughs> um, yes, kind of like that. Though I okay, think then. if they use CG in this, it would actually look somewhat decent. I felt like this was, I guess, as a kid, it looked cool. But as yeah. watching this as an adult, it's like, that is so... And could you imagine how horrible the CG would be? Because this was 92. Yeah, well, Like, exactly. CG was bad in, like, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was <laughs> awesome. What are you talking about? Well, it was uh, then, not now. Uh, like, can you imagine what it would be like now? Like how much worse that shot would be if it had been CG? It still would have been cool as a child, but now it'd be like it'd be look like this like pretend puck I floating, suppose. floating instead, not even flying, floating to the goal. I don't know. I. Point and have is, you have you seen is, angels in the outfield with the ball going around? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, no, maybe that's a good point. Maybe if they animated it, they could make it actually look kind of good. If they just they did, did in Disney's The Mighty Ducks, the movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I went straight to video. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go back to uh, Paul. What was something else you didn't like? I didn't understand why they why Gordon got fired. Gordon got oh. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't rescind or wouldn't take back his protest to have banks on his team. Why would the firm care? Because the Ducksworth was friends with Banks's father. So, so that much. Oh, we're friends, and if you don't take out this guy's garbage, you're fired. What kind of lawyer firm would fire a good? Oh, oh, oh. Someone who wins all their cases, I who's never lost. lost. Yeah, I guess. Lost, right? Yeah, that, except for that one. That is, yes. <laughs> well, I, so I don't. Uh, I don't understand why Gordon got fired. It seems completely like ridiculous. Like yes. old boys well, club. We're, we're, yes, totally. Not, yeah, because Ducks versus already setting up that I'm. I'm worried about you being too good. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, which is ridiculous, which you win, won't find in the real up. world anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> no, win less. Come on. Come on. Let's come tone on. it down a little bit. But, I mean, I think I like Ducksworth's character. Wine him to, like, be more of a team player unless, like, what was it? Uh, score or win, don't spike or something like that. I think that's that's a fair sentiment. But, yeah, I don't know how real world it is. And also, then, it seems duplicitous for him to be saying that and then come back later and be like, oh, well, no, but we can't have uh, you doing things that are actually admirable. And Yeah, which leads me to my second point, which I'll save for later. So that's part one. I'll do part two on my next round. Over. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, 
Any, what's something else you don't like about this movie? Um, really, I just got my tragic mirror left, so I think I'm gonna hold on to that one. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, then I'll go back to myself. Uh, if I have anything left, because we've hit a lot of mine already. Oh, so I mentioned before how this is like the Karate Kid. I felt oh, no. the ending. The the kid. Oh no! Which one? The one that didn't listen to the authority? <laughs> no, this would the kid. That's Spazway. No, Paul's totally like raking me over the coals for some of my past uh, non-like things. Anyway, um, so co the coach Riley telling one of his players to take out Banks. Oh, oh yeah, sweep the leg. Yeah, sweep the leg. Yeah. Um, What'd you do? What I was told. My that job. Yeah, yeah, my job. Yeah. I thought that was. I. I mean, it was fine, but I felt like. I don't know. I felt like if you've seen Karate Kid, it all. It was almost like, what did he just? Did he watch Karate Kid and do the same thing? It. It seemed. I don't know. Just very. Mean. No, no. I'm from a movie perspective. It felt. Uh, phone. I guess phoned in like. We don't know how to take Banks out. We'll just do what the Karate Kid did. I don't know. Oh, and if I push him, that'll cause a concussion. <laughs> right. Like, you can plan that. <laughs> Good point. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievable. Like my next point. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, going back to Gordon getting fired. Point two. Gordon Ooh. makes this big speech about... How he says, oh, I'm learning about teamwork and how it's belonging together. It's not just about, you know, the the, the rules. It's about coming together and belonging. To and that's yeah. why I'm going to forget about belonging, take the little kid from his designated area, Banks, and put him in our team. Oh. Even though he belongs over there, he's grown up and it's more of a team belonging, I'm going to go against everything that I've said I'm just going for, forget that, and push for Banks on my team. That's Because that'll help me win. You know what? That is a legit point. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yes. He should, though, it's true, he should have belonged to the Ducks the entire season, but but I, he yeah, didn't because he's been on the team before. I, he belonged, quote, I'm doing air quotes, belonged yeah. with the the Hawks. I can't disagree with that. That's, yeah, that's an excellent. So that's point. something else I didn't like. So good job, Gordon. I'm curious, guys. <laughs> do you think if Banks had stayed on the Hawks, do you think the Ducks would have won? No, because this is All a Disney things, movie. Well, <laughs> Because it's a Disney movie, the Ducks would will always have, win. Oh, well, they will always win. Oh, yeah, okay. they couldn't lose because actually, I think movie. in the second or the third they do lose. They come in second or something. But anyway. not in the second one. I don't know if I've seen the third one. One of them Is, they're in college, and the other they're in the Olympics. Right, the second one they're in the Olympics. Oh, okay. I thought it was the third one there, and they anyway Russia. Anyway, D one, D one, D one. They be they be Iceland or oh, Greenland. Okay. One of those. I lands. thought it was all Rocky Four esque, and I will no, that's you. Russia. I know that's why I said anyway. Oh, okay, sorry, <laughs> wasn't a paying attention. Um, also related to banks, I felt like it was a little. Uh, the words are escaping me a lot tonight. I apologize, good listener. But I thought it was a little jerky that the kids were so mean to Banks when mm, he's on there. Jerky. 
but they they just didn't accept them when they're so when they're sort of like um i don't know the outcasts yeah i, I but feel like, kids are like that i suppose i just didn't like it yeah well he i mean he gets called cake eater too so obviously they have they have him placed in a, in a class and they just don't want to accept him to their class because they don't feel like he, they, they don't feel like he fits in with them. Yeah. yeah, and I guess them being able to now push him down can make themselves feel like they have power, which yeah, yeah. So it is very real. I, I yeah, would say. unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, I just didn't like it. Um, let's see, uh, Paul, did you have any other points <laughs> or things you didn't like in general? Yeah, my my. Uh, Tragic maker. Tragic maker. Okay. Um, then I will say, let's go to our tragic makers. Uh, all boom, boom, boom. And it turns out I actually gave away my tragic maker, but I will reiterate Ooh, because freebie. it was so bad. Those the camera work to have those pucks go so slow, and then it, they're supposed to be going so fast. It's just ridiculous. I it's would you so say that camera me. work was like controlled by the power glove because it's so bad. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash fifty five. Yes, yes, but so bad in an actual legitimate bad way. Um, not the bad cool way. So just that one shot was so bad, or do you think there the were, camera work there in were general? Two shots like that. That's my tragic maker. That's the worst part of the movie. Not the camera work overall, just on those two shots because they're so so divorced from reality. It takes you out of the it movie. It takes me out of the movie, mm, yes. There's two shots of the camera following the puck. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Uh, where it's spinning and like you yeah, I hear that's so the number slow. one complaint of hockey on television is that, at least in America, that the camera has a hard time following the puck. Well, okay, so, oh, but, so I guess they should just attach cameras to all the pucks, <laughs> ground level, <laughs> yeah. and you're just, all the pucks, there's only one per game. Um, Jeremy, let's yes. go to you. What was your tragic maker for this movie? The switch from jerky Gordon to awesome Gordon. Oh, I sure. always struggle with that fact that he's had... He st- he sneaks into Hans' shop again, mm-hmm. like, like like he's still a kid, and Hans is just like, "Bam! I got your perfect s- skate size." You know, whatever. Okay, it's a movie, but then he spends ten minutes on the ice, and all of a sudden he goes from jerk to nice guy. Like, re- That's really? All it took. Ten minutes yes. on the ice, and you're all of a sudden Mr. Nice Guy. Like, yeah. Kind of like, like I haven't drawn in years, but as soon as I pick up a pencil, start drawing again. Oh yeah, it's back on. It's Van Gogh, right? You know, like, yeah. Where where where's the I'm I'm becoming mr nice guy no they're just i'm a jerk i'm why don't you love me i'm mr nice guy yeah it's i feel like they do need at least one more they do need at least one more scene of like him like half and half half jerky like he, he maybe he lo- he's trying to be better but he loses his temper mm, with the kids jerky. or something <laughs> half jerky <laughs> yeah i know is that some sort of transition in between the two like mm-hmm. there's like a trend so that like you talked about there being a right angle yeah there's not there's no arc no yeah. there's i'm uphill's a jerk and then bam i just f- fell off fell off the wagon and i'm rolling down to being being a nice guy it's yeah, just all of a sudden they needed nice. a song there like a montage <clears throat> yes. of him changing yes then you can uh, accept the time lapse and like and during that time there would have been a time being, like lapse. a jerk and then like Eh, maybe not. And the kid's going, ah, okay, maybe. I, yeah, there's no I time disagree lapse. that a montage was needed, but... But this is the 90s. Come on, montage. Yeah. Every movie had a montage. Paul, 
Paul Especially Regeer. Mighty Ducks deserves a montage. Come on. I, I can see. You know, I don't know why they didn't, actually. That yeah. would make sense. Uh, but Paul, was them not having a montage your tragic maker? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> no. This movie is too silly at times. It does not make sense. Exhibit A. Okay, they put poo, dog poo, into a purse, and a guy stops the car who takes the purse and chases after the kids. Okay, why would a guy chase after kids because he found dog poo in a purse? That it's not his, okay? And then he continues to chase kids through all this, like, obstacle things. That's just not going to happen. It's not reality. And then all these other things that just don't make sense. We talked about... Um, like uh, we this whole thing has just been not making sense. Every little thing that we've talked about, it just doesn't make sense, and it takes you out of the movie, unfortunately. So a lot of silly things that take you out of the movie, and that don't make like sense. hockey pucks, yes, and right angle arcs, yes, all right, and and stealing kids, but say hey, it's for teamwork, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Or firing someone because they want to work too hard. Or <laughs> at least for a lawyer. You know. But yet even after he's fired, he still has the company driver. Yeah, I yes. never, what? And I was wondering what, how how does he make how is he eating? Well, I guess he has savings, you know, because he's a lawyer. Probably, so. yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Cool. Thank you guys for sharing the things you disliked most about the Maya Ducks. Now that we've entered all our target information into the computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do would we say that the Maya Ducks is a classic? We recommend it to anyone, whether they've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend it to people who've seen it, maybe as kids. Or a tragic, we would not recommend this movie to anyone. Let's begin with our guest, Jeremy. How would you rate the Maydex? I'd say classic all the way. Classic all the way. Even though there's right angles and there's uh, things that are too silly. It's a great classic 90s film. All right. So you, do you think, so you work with Sim Industries, do you think kids in Sim Industries, like kids who have never seen it before nowadays would like it? It's got it's got its points where it's just it's a all in all believable, inspiringly good movie. I think, like Paul said, those last ten minutes is what makes a movie. If you can walk out and be happy, you're like, oh, I feel good. It's got all of those qualities. It's got some funny to keep you laughing. It's got mm-hmm. something to kind of keep you interested in what's going on. But mm-hmm. it leaves you you leave going, man, that was a great movie. Like we're the champions of the world. Yeah. Even though they just won the Pee Wee Finals, <laughs> like, but they're the champ. You just feel good when you walk out of the movie. That that is a. Great. I love how they end the tournament with We Are the Champions, and then they end the movie with We Will Rock You. I, yeah. That was a good... Switch that, reverse it. No. No. No? Darn it. Switch Championship it, it on me. with We Are the Champions. And they no, no, the no. Credits. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Classic from Jeremy. Paul, what say you? <laughs> I'm going to have to say this is nostalgic. Really? Okay. Um, because I would have rated it tragic oh, if it really? for those feel-good movies, or oh. those feel-good moments. Okay. Um, 
just because I think there's way too many things throughout the movie that just pull you out. Mm. And I think that there are um, other movies out there that are inspiring that don't such pull as you out. such as I can't think of any. Right well, now. think of some now. Do it. Um, Mighty Ducks Two. <laughs> search for more money. Oh my god! Just search for more money. <laughs> um, actually, it's it was it was frustrating because I had seen all three of them back to back like five years ago. Oh really? And okay. when I went down to, when I went to see this this first one, and we were coming up with our memory mind mills, like I can't even remember the plot to this one. Really? I don't know. Oh wow! Yeah. It's like this is the one where there's a boy and the stepmom and an old man and they're skating. Dude, that's the plot. I know. That's, that's the whole movie. I was like, this isn't the Olympics. This isn't like college or whatever. I don't know what the the, the plot of this movie is. So then, and then at the end of it, I was like, okay, yeah, it has that that feel good at the end. But the but previous, it was like, uh, uh. Uh huh. Uh, and then it was like maybe I like the other ones more. I don't know. So now it makes me want to go out and watch the other ones, see if I like them better. Okay. All right, and that's a classic from Jeremy and nostalgic from Paul. So Francisco, yes, Paul, how are you going to tip the scales on this? Oh. <laughs> In what what direction? I'm going to tip them. I'm not sure if you'd say up or down. Um, so nostalgic guess, as well? No, no, no. I'm going to say classic. So, oh, so you tip them up. Okay, tip them up. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, so much of this movie was enjoyable. I'll definitely share it with my daughter. I'm not sure if she'll like sports movies in general, but I don't generally like sports movies, and this is still a fun movie. And um, yeah, I just I like the characters in it. Uh, there were, I think... All the things you guys mentioned as things not to like are certainly there, but I don't think they they detract from the movie more than all the things that are good about the movie and that are enjoyable about the movie. So, especially Emilio's acting, <laughs> because it's his inner struggle. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, so with that, the Retro Rewind podcast rates. The Mighty Ducks, a disputed classic movie. We recommend you go out and see it again or see it for the first time, unless you're like Paul. Now, Alice, will you please engage NewTube for us? NewTube systems engaged. All right, guys, let's talk about the things that are contemporary, whether they're movies or music or books or what have you. Uh, Jeremy, let's start with you. What is new on your tube? Um... I just recently watched Noah, and I know this is kind of a heated dispute on whether this is a good or horrible movie. Okay, but um, I found it quite interesting. Like, it's not exactly like biblically accurate, but it's not necessarily sure. biblically inaccurate. At the same point in time, it's a very interesting artistic view of what could have maybe happened in a you know a long story mm-hmm. version of the short story in the Bible. Oh, okay, hmm. and Paul, I, rem- I seem to recall Noah was one of your new tubes. A bit yes. ago, uh, would you agree with that assessment? How would you how do you feel about for the it? most part? But I would disagree that there are some parts that it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, Paul, what is new on YouTube? Um, 
I have an Android phone, mm-hmm. and so one of the latest apps I've downloaded is called Sweet Home Wi-Fi Picture Backup. Because Android doesn't have the uh, the stream that we, or your photos uh-huh. are automatically uh, saved uh-huh. to whatever picture you know you save or take. Mm-hmm. So it's called Sweet Home Wi-Fi Picture Backup. So in whatever pictures you take yeah. or save, you uh-huh. just designate it whenever your home, whatever Wi-Fi you designate as your home, uh-huh. and you have a computer running, you designate a computer running, it'll automatically save to that computer. Oh, so if you, want, Wi-Fi. if you want your own sort of local backup copy. Right, because okay, onto your computer, it's like, oh, do I have to... Okay, then you have to take time away to like, okay, back up your, your pictures to your computer or whatever, and this just does it automatically... You can set it whenever you're charging or whenever you're at home, wherever your Wi-Fi is, Mm -hmm. to automatically run. And uh, it's been great. And uh, Sweet Home Home Wi-Fi Picture Backup is the free version. There's also uh, Donate, which is, you know, a premium version. Mm -hmm. And I went ahead and got that because it comes with all the latest updates in it. Nice. So I'm hoping they'll do not just pictures, but all files. Yeah. Um, but until then, this is working really well if you're for you Android users out there. Very cool. Thank you, Paul. <clears throat> How much time you got left on your dar? <laughs> Did you just replace the batteries? Because uh, I can wait this out depending wait. on how long. <laughs> I have one of three bars of battery indicator. I have one bar left. I don't know what that means. So, Francisco, you might as well tell us what's been new on your tube lately. <laughs> Uh, so this, this new tube is certainly not going to appeal to everyone who probably listens to this, but I think it will appeal to some of our listeners. If you have ever tried to memorize verses from the Bible or you try to do scripture memorization, but you find it's, it's just hard to do that. And it's hard, something that's hard for me to do too. Um, I recently found a website called the verses project, which what it does is they'll, an artist, like an uh, actual like painting graphic artist, and also a music artist, will uh, team up to create an illustration and a piece of music about that is essentially the verse, and they'll sing and repeat the parts of the verse. And I have learned several verses, or memorized several verses through this, and it's just really awesome. I love having it's really good music in my opinion and really beautiful art and so i'd recommend the versus project and is that our website you go to it's yeah. called the versus project.com exactly or? yeah and it's it's versus as in verses of a song not versus like ken versus ryu oh uh, oh that's what i should have done as my new too maybe next time <laughs> ken versus ryu is that an actual thing no it's uh, there's a movie called Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Oh, okay. And basically what it is, it's like a really, really well done fan-made picture. Oh, really? That's what it looks like. Oh, cool. But it's like oh, really well... Is this like multi-parts over YouTube? I don't know. Oh, okay. This I saw like one that a, was like that, but... But, um... If you if you think of it as like really well done fan pick, then mm-hmm. it's like oh it's tolerable. But if you think it's like oh they came out a new Street Fighter movie, you're like 
yeah, this is kind of boring. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> gotcha. But anyway. Anyway, so we have uh, Noah Maybe See, if he's, you're interested in that movie. Uh, and we have Safe Home Wi-Fi Backup. Sweet. I got the rest right? I, sweet, yeah. <laughs> sweet Home Wi-Fi Backup. And The Versus Project. Just look up Sweet Home. Sweet Home. And that's actually a city in, in Oregon over uh, here. Or Alabama. Oh, okay. Sweet home Alabama. Alabama. Roll Tide. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Will you please bring up the communication satellites, please? Comsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. We don't have any feedback this time. Uh, so thank you, though, to everyone who sent in feedback about the episode. I guess I should say we don't have any general feedback, but you can always send that to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. Uh, so let's go ahead and tell you how you can contact us individually, though. Uh, Jeremy, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, do you have a Twitter or anything like that, or do you just want them to email the show? Uh, email the show. Okay. I'm not very technologically savvy. Okay, and we'll get those messages to you in our email if you just want to go straight email. Feedback at RetroRewindPodcast.com. Paul, how can people get in touch with you? They can reach me at I'mNotTechnicallySavvy.com slash PaulPowers is great. And if you can't find anything there, go to www.PaulJPowers.com where you can find me and uh, the social links that I belong to. Awesome. Thank you. And I forgot to say, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the show the first time. Yeah. Or for your first time. Glad to be here. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun to have you. And Paul, as always, thank you for being on the show. Woohoo! I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Twitter at FXRUIZX. Even though I don't tweet very much. Thank you. I've gotten several follows, and the show's gotten several follows at Retro Rewind Cast. Thank you to everyone who's followed us recently. And even though we don't tweet much, hopefully you'll at least hear when we are covering a movie and you can add your thoughts to the discussion. With that, Paul, will you please tell us what we're going to be doing next time on the Retro Rewind podcast? Next time we will be winding back to the year 1989 for the Michael Keaton movie Birdman 1. <laughs> no, sorry. That's uh, the, the Batman. Pre- the prequel to Birdman. Yeah, it's a bat, the first Batman movie. So that should Not be fun. Not the first Batman movie. That had oh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Keep so it on the ball. Yeah. Well, whatever 1989 toes. Batman movie with uh, 
Michael Keaton. That was kind of popular at the time. We're going to uh, revisit that to see if it's worth rewatching today. And until then, share the show with your friends or uh, whoever you want to, maybe even your enemies. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side whenever Gordon uh, flips from a jerk to nice guy. Exactly. All right. Um, and I want to thank again our patrons, Brian Keating, Jake Arsenu, and Andrew Lagrieve. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you find value in the show, if you enjoy it and want to help us to grow the show, please go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Patreon. And even if you don't, yeah, again, share the show with your friends, review us on iTunes, any of those ways would be great. To and you could vote show. on which uh, episodes, what movies we review next. Yeah, we're, we're still sort of low on the list in our first round of 10 movies we're reviewing that you guys picked, guys and gals picked. Uh, but yeah, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote. That's all one word. And you can vote on the, the next 10 movies we do. We're starting probably in like episode 64 or so. And so I want to say whether this was your first time listening, which if it was, thank you so much. And thank you for making it all the way to the end of this. <laughs> and uh, Or if you've been listening for a long time or you subscribe to the show, thank you so much. Whether you're listening, doing your workout, going to work, uh, just walking around the neighborhood, we appreciate you so much. And like a Pokemon, we'll catch you later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Is it just me or did the Flying V did not seem as epic as you remember? There was a bit of mystique that was lost from it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's all return again for D2. The search for more money. (laughs) Whenever I see Emilio, I want to know why did they break? Why did he break up with? um, Oh my gosh, what's her name? Charlie's mom. No. Actually, Charlie's mom comes back in D3. Oh, okay. does she? I was wondering where she goes, because she's just yeah. like, gone in D2. She's not there. I know, and then I'm checking the IMDB page, and apparently she's in D3. She's only been in a few movies, D1 and D3, so it makes <laughs> me want to watch D3 again to see if That's she's funny. there. But whenever I see Emilio Estevez on a movie, I'm like, why did uh, he and, and Paul Abdul get divorced? I didn't Did you know they were married? I was like, well, they seem like such a cute couple, you know. Oh, for... I didn't know that, no. Yeah. And I still think uh, Joey still should have picked Dawson instead of Jerk Pacey. Wow. I never watched Dawson's Creek. And neither did I. <laughs> but I saw those commercials throughout the 90s. Yeah. And you could tell just by the commercials what's going on. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway.